0: Good Monday morning, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek in Ocala, Florida.
2: And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for March 13th, episode 3136, brought to you by the World Equestrian Center. Good morning, horse people.
1: You have found Horses in the Morning on a Monday. You're in for an amazing horsey week of laughter, learning, and fun with Glenn and Jamie.
0: Well, good morning, everybody, and thank you for joining us on this Monday morning. We have a lot planned for you on today's show, more than usual, actually. Uh, Jamie's going to tell us about an amazing gift she received from a listener over the weekend. And we have Pam Dixon-Simmons joining us. She's the national president of the National Pony Express Association. Yes, the Pony Express re-ride is coming up here again shortly. Believe it or not, it's been 10 years since we talked about the Pony Express ride. And then Tigger, owner of Biostar, is joined by rider Lauren Chumley to share their excitement of winning the Challenge of the Americas. Now, that's why we went down to Wellington, was to watch the Challenge of the Americas, which is a quadrille. By the way, I, did, I always thought a quadrille was four horses. A quadrille can be any number of horses, as long as yes. it's more than four. I didn't know yes. that. So, so this was five teams of six horses that rode to music to certain themes and, uh, it was obviously kind of dressage related, right? Uh, but I got to tell you, I would—I thought it was fascinating when you see that many horses riding in a small ring together to music. Uh, a lot of things can happen. It wasn't always that's pretty. That's what you're
2: pulling for. You're like, it's like watching a NASCAR race. It is. You
0: watch it for the crashes,
2: right? I mean, that's what a horse husband does watching quadrilles. So, spoiler alert: they won. So, That's cool.
0: Yeah. Now they imagine watching the top horses and the top dressage riders in the country doing it. And now you have a whole nother level of quadrille. Um, but, you know, it's still when they crisscross, you get a little nervous because they see all those warm bloods crisscrossing very close to each other. Uh, and, you know, some were very happy about that and not a problem. Others, hmm had a bit of a problem with it. So it was interesting to watch and it was a lot of fun. The food was good and it was packed. The place was, the cool.
2: was good The food was good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and That's I actually was sitting thing. at a table with another horse husband so that worked out well. Uh, he used to train racehorses and he said, ah, I should have gotten the sport horse business. There was much more money in that. He was an interesting guy. And then in the auditor post show, we are going to do equestrian first world problems. But right now, we are going to get to our... Daily Winnies. Well, my Daily Winnie, I have a bunch of these today. Happy birthday!
1: Happy birthday! Happy happy birthday to you!
0: (laughs) Happy birthday to auditors Andrea McCullough and Brenda Osterhout. Also, we had four new auditors last week, which is amazing. I don't don't remember the last time we had four in one week. Megan Lapkoff, Lucy Douglas, Alexandra Lewis, and Peggy Riley. Welcome to all of you, and thank you so much for becoming auditors. And we also got another new auditor, but it was in a different way. We had another new auditor born. Congratulations to Susanna. She's one of our terrific auditors on the birth of her baby, George. And congrats to you and to your horse husband, Eric. Uh so uh we have a brand new, we have four brand new auditors and a baby auditor. So all in one week. So I think it's pretty good. And you have some daily winnies also.
2: I always think that when you announce the birth of somebody, like the the mom is never gonna hear this because they're so busy. So busy. busy. Right
0: now. <laughs> It's probably true. I wonder if, no. So, Susanna, if you're hearing this, let us know.
2: <laughs> no, she's not. She's not. But anyway, the thought was there. Um, So I wanted to give a daily winnie to um, an auditor, dear friend, neighbor, Patty Otto. Yesterday, I was kind of stuck. I'll tell you guys a little bit. But farm boy is not here for the week. He's on spring break. I'll tell you where he is in a second. But uh, So I've got two baby thoroughbreds that needed some attention. And so I called Patty and I was like, Oh, can you please come help me? And then I had Blakely come yesterday. I was like, I need a babysitter. <laughs> so both of them came out. Thank you both, Patty and Blakely. And then, okay, Lindsay Roush, my goodness. So it's Friday. I picked Lucas up from school and I'm driving uh home and my mailbox is up by the road. So I pull over the mailbox. We always get the mail before we drive down the driveway. So I pull in and I get an envelope from Lindsay Ralph. who's like a listener. You know, she's an auditor. She's been a long time. She actually created the auditor Facebook page for those who don't know, like forever ago. And uh, she's been with us for a long time. She's made me think as I bought, she makes reins and all this cool stuff that I have bought from her in the past. And anyway, she's awesome. And, but I had a package from her and I was like, <laughs> my first thought was, Did I order something? What would I I buy
0: now? (laughs) Would I buy something? (laughs) Was I drinking wine again? (laughs) I forgot.
2: (laughs) So we get in, and I'm still sitting in the car with Lucas, and I open this envelope, and out flies a key, like it comes a keychain. And I was like, I definitely did not buy that. And then I read the note. And as I read the note, here's what it says Jamie, when you lost. <clears throat> Miss Pink last year, I wanted to do something to help you remember her. With the help of Kristen, Sophie, Merritt, Chad, and Barrett, I was able to put together Zara, Stan Lee, and Effie into a keychain. It has taken some time to get all the pieces together enjoyed Lindsay Roush. Okay, this keychain that she made is it's it's horsehair. And I read this and I'm like, what? Wait, wait, what? And and I start looking at the keychain, and there's some soft black hair in it, and then there's some, like, normal, like, horse black hair in it, and then there's a chestnut hair streak in it, and it's all braided together with a, like a, it's not yarn, it's like a, a piece of string that's pink. And, uh,
0: and these oh. are all Pink's kids, right?
2: So what she did was she contacted the person who bought Zara, Kristen, and she contacted the person who bought Stanley—that's Sophie and Merritt—and uh, asked them to clip some hair and send it to her. And then she contacted Chad, and Chad and Barrett went out there and got some of uh, Effie's hair, and she braided it all with this beautiful pink string and and put it all together. And uh, yeah, ooh, trying not to get choked up. It, it, it's just. I mean, it's one thing to receive a gift like that, but also to like, to know that all those people did all that for you. I mean, what a pain to go out. I'm gonna go and clip some hair and then I got to go to the post office and mail it and all that. But just think of Lindsay with her thought. What an incredibly kind thought to go, you know, you lost this mayor who meant so much to you that has given you three beautiful babies and and to think you know what I should do is I'm gonna get hey, just just the I don't know the, the enormous scope of something like that and apparently Chad and farm boy were like the slowest to get the hair together <laughs> <laughs>
3: big
2: surprise <laughs>
0: uh,
2: yeah <laughs> and it's funny I remember one day Chad was t- taking Lucas to karate and he's like oh, I just have to go to the post office first and I was like when do you go to the post office? <laughs> I, but I didn't think anything of it. I was like, whatever. Um
0: Hey Jamie. But, why don't uh, you thank Lindsay in person? What? Good morning. Oh my God. You're gonna <laughs> make me cry, Glenn. You don't do surprises.
2: <laughs> Lindsay, that's so it was so incredibly nice. I can't even You're welcome. Aw. You're
3: welcome. I'm glad we were able to get it all together because Glenn had to get involved because I couldn't figure out how to get a hold of Chad or Barrett for a while. So it's not that they were being slow. It's that I couldn't figure out how to contact them.
0: (laughs) She didn't trust me to keep it secret, but I'll have you guys all note I did this time.
2: Oh, that is (laughs) so...
0: Lindsay, this is You're very welcome. sweet of you to do. Uh, you know, you you've been with us probably since the beginning of the show, right?
3: Um, you were a couple of years in, I think, when I first joined, but it was it was before the new audio because I remember <laughs> you did the test broadcast one night, and I was on the phone, like listening as we were doing feedback back and forth with a handful of people on the new audio setup. Well, so it was at least a year before that.
0: So you've lived been a through a lot of things with Jamie and I over the years. And this was just so thoughtful of you to do.
3: Thank you.
2: You can't do this to me, Glenn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and yet here we are.
2: <laughs> so I opened it and I started crying, of course, in my car. And I, then I gave the note to Lucas and he started crying. and It was like this like puddle of mess in my car. <laughs> On a Friday after school, like what? (laughs) Oh, I didn't want to make you cry.
0: You know her better than that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I like you're making me want to cry now. I just it was so incredibly thoughtful and I just really appreciate it. Oh, I'm gonna need a minute, Glenn.
0: (laughs) You know she posted Lindsay, were you surprised she posted that? You know, this just goes to show the power of a podcast, too. Uh, She posted that on her Facebook page and the number of people that were crying that, you know, read it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That part surprised me. I mean, I figured she'd probably post it. I was relying on that to know that it actually had been delivered. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I wasn't expecting the response from everybody else.
0: Well, you know, when you do a daily show, especially, too, I, I mean, you guys live through all this stuff with us. We're, you know, we're living it, but you're, we're talking about it every day. And, and, you know, Pink has been a topic of this show since since she started with Jamie, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, Lucas was born on this show, pretty much, close to it. Yep. <laughs> <So>. Just about. <laughs> So, you know, it's uh, it does become very personal, and when then when you guys do this kind of thing, I can't tell you how much it means to us. Uh, you know, when geez, the gifts I got when I was sick, you know, just all of that the cards and you know, this kind of thing just means so much to us, it really does.
2: Oh, you guys lady. give a lot to us, so thank you so much. That was okay, I'm a little more composed now. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn, you're not allowed to surprise me like that. <laughs> I had other plans. We had an outline of things we have to do on the show, and here you derailed the whole thing.
0: <laughs> do you know how hard it was to get Lindsay on the phone when you wouldn't hear her? I had to r- arrange that. <laughs> that, was, that was the most difficult part. Oh,
2: well,
3: I talk. almost... I almost missed Glenn's call because right with he was supposed to be calling me, I got a different phone call and it's like, okay, this is an important call, but I need to get you
2: off the phone because
3: Glenn's (laughs) starting
2: to ring through. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You guys, oh uh, again, you just continue to surprise me and I don't do surprises and nobody really surprises me because I don't like surprises and so you're all grounded.
0: Lindsay, do you remember the time <laughs> I had one of her 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 no, do you remember the time Lindsay I had her bandmate from what she used to be in a band? Come on and surprise I think her. So. Yeah, that uh, was I have to dig that one out of the archive. <laughs> so, I
3: I feel amazed that the surprise actually worked because, you know, it's like two people can keep a secret as long as one is dead. And I'm like, how many people were involved in this process? I had probably six or seven people all wound up in this. And I'm like, half of
2: them were on the auditor page. All what of them know Jamie think, quite well. What <laughs> did you think is something like this? Like, just just the scope of, like, I'm going to—I mean, these horses are— all across the country, like Stanley's in Colorado, Zara's up north, Zaffy's here in Oklahoma. What? What? I mean, and the the braiding with the pink string—that's what really got me was seeing the chestnut hair and the baby hair and the black hair, and then like seeing the pink string. I was like, oh my god! How? How? What? Hmm. Okay. So.
3: Um, I know when I sold my horse, I kept a lock of her hair to remember. And I know people who've made keychains out of locks of hair when they lose horse. So the first thing I thought of is, oh, I wish I'd known that she was losing pink sooner, because I would have tried to do something with Pink's hair for you. But by the time you know, it came out on the show, because I was a few episodes behind, I'm like, okay, there's no way I'm getting access to Pink's hair. Like, well, what's the next best thing I can do? And since, you know, as you talked about, I do the braiding with the paracord and different things. I'm like, I can do this. Like, what are okay. the odds I can get all of these owners <laughs> on board? Um, so Zara was the easiest. Um, I mean, Sophie was just like right on it, had it to me. And then it took me a while to figure out, like, how do I get a hold of um, the people who bought Roman? They're not in the normal auditor group. They came in through a totally different route. I'm like, maybe if I go and I stock all of the um, <laughs> posts from when Jamie had Armani Roberts. You put clinic, some work into this. <laughs> <I> can,
2: <laughs> figure out who the heck
3: bought Roman. Uh, Roman is
2: also Nelson <laughs> Stanley. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it is, yeah. You just you 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 just did amazing. So I just I really appreciate it. And now the keychain is hanging up. It's the first thing I see when I walk in in my house in the door. So I just want oh. to thank you and appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I was like, I'm not using this. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is gonna hang up. It's <laughs> good. We
0: don't want you crying every time you drive your car. So I that's
2: know, right. <laughs> and take five minutes and cry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, uh, thanks a bunch for this. We really appreciate, and I appreciate you coming on this morning. You're welcome. Have a great day. All right. Thanks, Lindsay.
2: Oh, I wasn't but... ready for that. Glad.
0: <laughs> I love surprising <sighs> you, when I... and it's very rare I can get away with it.
2: Nobody gets away with it. <laughs> I have I a few times my... on this show. <laughs> well, you now know how sneaky you have to be. <laughs> like it has to be covert because I am going to sniff anything out, and I had no clue. Anyway, I gotta just...
0: tell you one thing about this. You know, and I'm thinking back to you know when I was sick and got up. You know, the listeners all got together and did their thing, and then and this and several other things we've had happen because of listeners over time. It makes me feel like such a schmuck because I would never have thought to do what Lindsay thought to do. Oh my god, me either.
2: <laughs> like, <laughs> like just just the thought of doing something like that for someone else—that you know you don't really know, you know, just the thought of like, I'm going to put I'm going to reach together and put years of her work and her life together and make something and then send it. I, I don't know. It's, it's just it's the scope of the generosity of that is just incredible. And um, yeah, it's like, would I have done that? I wouldn't have even
0: thought, thought of, of it. That. Exactly. That's, that's why I said I feel like a little lesser person. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so actually, I had her on to make me feel better about myself. So, <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Hey, uh, let's change gears because we need to get you to stop crying now. It was an I incredible d- thing. I do.
2: See. I have some audio that yes, I sent you that I, have I want ready you, to you to play. play I, have it ready. But I, I, feel like I need to explain it okay. first because you didn't know who it was. Um, <clears throat> so Farm Boy is on spring break this week. And he came up to me about a couple months ago and was like, Hey, for spring break, do you think I could go over to Flaggis Up and and work for Monty? And I was like, Okay, like probably not. You know, like you just like fly out to Monty's and hang out. And then I'm like, you know what? I bet let me see what's going on. And this week is Monty's special training, which is an awesome clinic where you get to watch Monty actually train horses and work with horses and fix problem horses. And and I was like, you know what? I bet they would love to have another hand because he's he's so handy. And so I thought, well, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll call Debbie. Debbie was like. Absolutely. That'd be awesome, you know, because he's such a good kid. And, yeah, uh, you know, like, on
0: Farm Boy's kind of a celebrity now, too, whether he likes it or not.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't tell him that. Um, so he he um, he said, because he's on our family fly list to because I've taken him out to, to flag before. And so I, I said, yeah, now this is spring break going to California. You're going to need to buy a ticket. He was like, "Absolutely. I'm on it. I'm on it." Well, in typical farm boy fashion, about 2 weeks ago, I was like, "Okay, Debbie wants to know what your uh your itinerary is. What is it?" And he was like, "Yeah, I didn't buy tickets. They're like $1500." And I was like, "Excuse me. Uh they're expecting you. You have to be there." I was like, "You can't like if like jump seat, you know, but not jump seat. You can't non-rev travel, which is like the the standby on spring break week. You just can't. There's all the flights are oversold. My husband, had just got home yesterday. He's like, it's the craziest week. There's just people everywhere. It's insane. The flights are oversold. And so he was trying to get out there for Monday morning. And so I'm looking at all the flights and I was like, dude, the only chance you have to hit a non-rev seat is going to be like the last flight out on Friday night. So that's like days ahead of schedule, but that's it. Or start driving. (laughs) Or start driving. (laughs) Exactly. And he was like, okay, and I go, you may sit in the airport, like the whole week. He was like, it's all part of the adventure. Like, (laughs) okay, (laughs) sure. So, he's at the airport and I'm on my app and we're like trying to figure out if he's going to make it. And he was like, he texted me back. He goes, who needs Vegas when you can do this? (laughs) It's so true. It's like gambling with your time, you know? And I was like, if you don't make this flight, don't even go back till Monday morning because it is like every flight has, you know, I, I don't know why the airlines book 10 extra people on each flight, but anyway, miracle happens. He gets the last seat on the last flight on Friday night. And I'm like, the clinic doesn't start till Monday. What's he going to do for the weekend? he will be mucking stalls. And he's like, I don't care. I'll muck stalls. I'll do whatever I need to do. It's fine. I was like, okay, cool. Um, so he gets out there and then Debbie sends me this audio from yesterday. And what it is, it is, uh, it, it's tough to see, but it is farm boy sitting on a horse. And let me comment on the saddle. It's one of Monty's tiny little starter saddles. It's basically an exercise rider saddle with a handle. Which and
0: Farm Boy's only like 6'3".
2: He's 6'4", <laughs> and he also only rides in a Western saddle. Okay, so he is from from what I... Oh, we'll play the audio, and then I'll tell you what I did. Yeah, it looks like he's in, pit, right? he's in the round pin. He's in the round pin. Monty's up at the top, and there's a person on the ground in the middle.
1: Okay, you can let him glide down about at the 12 o'clock there somewhere and take a step or two back. And let me tell you something right now. If there's 10 things you've got to be to be a first-time rider and an early rider on green horses, you're nearly a nine already. When I tell you something, you just do it. And if I have a kid that has a six or a five, they they got notches in there they got to climb. You don't even have that. Once we got rid of the pounding and a few couple little things there, boom. You will be a better first-time rider by far for the rest of your life. And... Uh, And Jonathan is getting up there, you know, doing a good job. Now, what Jonathan needs is a lot of horses. with. I was so (laughs) proud. So
2: basically, Monty had Farm Boy be the first rider on one of the horses that they started there. And I just couldn't be prouder. So the video starts out with Farm Boy cantering around on a horse in Monty's Rampin with Monty up top coaching. I just was like, it was like the proudest moment. Now, for those who don't know, farm boy didn't really know how to ride when he came to me, he had sat on horses and he had been to Wyoming with his uh, uncle who put him on a horse. I I said, what lessons have you had when he first came out? I go, how do you ride? He goes, my uncle put me on a horse and told me don't fall off. And we went on road. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was his training. So we have worked so hard and he has worked so hard. He is so dedicated. And like Monty said, you say something and boom, he does it. Like he can just make it happen, which is such an awesome thing uh, to have a student actually be able to do. I don't have to say the same thing 10,000 times. Like he'll, he'll you know, whatever, uh, whatever it is. He just does it. And to see him, I cannot wait to hear him comment about sitting in that little tiny starter saddle. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> well, and this is a big kudos to both of you. One, for him being such a good student, but obviously he had a pretty good teacher, too.
2: I'm so And proud. he's been sitting
0: on a lot of new horses. So this isn't his first time. You've had him on a lot of new horses, you know, actually. You know well. what?
2: I am always the first rider, okay? Except for this one horse. The, if we finally got a horse, I let him be the first rider. But I'm always the first. And no more. I am (laughs) returning from first rider. It is all him. You know what? Get on this horse. Monty said you could. Like green light, buddy. You're, you've just, you've ruined what we have. <laughs> the roles have changed. I'm now on the ground and you're getting on.
0: <laughs> what an emotional day you've had here so far. I
2: know. I know. It All really right. was a great weekend. Well, well,
0: before we get to our first guest, let's do, I renamed it because you didn't like Monday's shorts. Um, so I renamed it Monday's horsey headlines. That way you don't <laughs> have to think about shorts. So that's
2: better. I just all I could think of you is your knees hanging off some shorts. (laughs) I don't know why.
0: So these are really quick stories, basically the headlines uh, of some things that happened over the weekend to lead you into your Monday. First, an unbelievable thing that happens very seldom in the horse racing world happened at Remington Park yesterday. It was during a quarter horse race and midnight ride. Uh, Sausalito, and Favorite Movie all hit the finish line at the exact same time. And they gave them all the triple win. It's the one of the rarest things that ever happened in the sport of racing uh, is for them and if you see the race picture their noses are just all in the exact same place. They've- so this
2: is my local track and it was like a really big deal. They do they do thoroughbred racing but quarter horses is, is this time of year and uh, yeah it was a huge deal. I can't believe it doesn't happen more in quarter horse racing because it's like it's so short and go, yeah. and it's over.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> but it was really Really, a big deal. In I guess Oklahoma. you see like, two tied
0: a lot, but you know, never three. Matter of fact, the last time it happened where we had a triple dead heat to win the race uh, was in 2018, and this was at Hawthorne in Chicago, harness and it was a race harness though. race. Yeah. Yeah, so doesn't happen all that often. Well, switching gears to over to Europe team Belgium claimed the first leg of the FEI Eventing Nations Cup held in Italy. They had a consistent three-phase performances by all four of the riders where they finished on a score of 93.7. Why is that important? Because the second place team Italy came in at 152.3. Wow. So, a little difference there, like 60 points.
2: Clear victory!
0: <laughs> yeah, and then Switzerland finished third. Why this is so important, the uh, uh, Eventing Nations Cup, which will head to England next in May, is these are also qualifiers for the Paris Olympics. And changing gears again, the next story, this is for bronies everywhere. Uh-huh. Starting on Sunday, March 19th on Paramount+, Plus, you can watch My Little Pony the movie. That's right, it came out on October sixth of twenty seventeen and grossed sixty one million worldwide. Yeah, you know how
2: I know that wow. is because I went. Oh my god!
0: <laughs> so, what is the story of every horse movie we've ever seen? What we we, we know the story. What is it?
2: Well, um, obviously, there's going to be um, a bad guy uh, and there's a, a farm and a competition and you have to win the competition to save the farm to buy it from the bad guy.
0: And apparently That's... that was pretty much the story of the Bronies movie. Too. Are you
2: serious? <laughs> yes. I, I don't remember it. I just know because Lucas <laughs> was like into My Little Pony at that at that point, And I thought, oh, I'm going to have a horse kid. And uh, I don't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> My Little Pony ruined it for him. <laughs> But apparently, yeah, they head out to save their home. So it was uh, – even in cartoons, we can't get away from that, uh, that particular storyline like, in is horse it and On a movie. quest
2: to use the magic of friendship and save <laughs> <Yes>. their home. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and now I'm going to switch gears again uh, for the Rainbow last Game. story, and we're going to talk about Stewie. Stewie is a four-year-old miniature horse with dwarfism who was selected as one of the ten finalists in the Cadbury Bunny tryouts. Yay! So every year they have the Cadbury Bunny tryouts and they pick different animals. It's not always a bunny. And then they get to be in the commercial and they call it the clucking bunny commercial. They get to be in the commercial every year. And this year it was, uh, it was, a little miniature. Now, this year, they have a theme, and it's only rescue animals this year. Nice. But what's cool is, if you're listening to this on Monday when we're recording it, you can vote through Tuesday. So it goes by votes, and we really want a mini to win. So get out there and vote. I will post the link in our show notes. Uh, and then what's cool is that uh, Lifting Spirits Miniature Therapy horses are who have this little dwarf horse and they will get five thousand dollars if they win this so let's let's get out and vote and support the horse community there's a bunny there's sheep there's a dog of course and a cat and of course dogs always want to win this and and sometimes the bunny but uh we need a mini horse to win it so get out and vote well at the world equestrian center over this weekend guess what they're doing They're going to have an auction. They're having a sport horse auction, which I don't think they've ever done before. So they're having a sport horse auction. It's going to be on March 17th. Is it Uh, online? (laughs) Yes, it is. The result, uh, it's going to be selected jumpers, hunters, and equitation horses from the EU and the USA will be up for auction. And I think you can just go to their website, and there's a link there where to watch it online. And, of course, continuing this weekend is their Jumper Winter Series that's continuing with... Saturday night being the uh, Grand Prix. It's a $100,000 Wheels Up Grand Prix happening on Saturday night. So there's lots happening all the time over at the World Equestrian Center. If you're in the area, and I know a lot of listeners have done it this season, they've stopped by and they head on over to the World Equestrian Center because it's only like 10 minutes off the highway. So it's right there. You can go check it out and you can have your jaw drop like everybody that's a horse person that walks through the place. It's worldequestriancenter.com. Coming up next, we're going to talk about something we haven't talked about in ten years, and that's the Pony Express.
2: Please welcome Pam Simmons to the show. She is the national president of the uh, the president of the National Pony Express Association, Pony Express Reride, and uh, this was suggested by one of our listeners. Thank you for joining us, Pam. Oh, thank you for having me. Okay, so what is the NPEA?
4: Okay, the NPEA is it stands for the National Pony Express Association, and we are an all volunteer historical organization, um, and our purpose is for identifying, reestablishing,
2: and marking the National Pony Express Historic Trail. And tell everybody where does that trail go to and from? That trail
4: goes from uh, Sacramento, California, to Saint Joseph, Missouri. And it travels through Kansas, Nebraska, Colorado, Wyoming, Utah, and Nevada. It's about 1,966 miles of historic trail.
2: How long has that been a a trail that people, like how far back in history does this trail go?
4: So the Pony Express, original Pony Express was in 1860 and 1861. It ran for about 18 months uh, from April 3rd until about October 24th when the Telegraph got up and running, the Transcontinental Telegraph. So the last ride was actually in November 1861, so approximately 18
0: months. So I got a question. How does something that only ran for 18 months become so so iconic in this country? You know what?
4: for this country, it's all about communication. I mean, even now, um, we don't get too far away from our cell phones and um, our ability to communicate with each other. And I think it's just um, the love of history and the old West and how did we, how did we get word from one end of the country to the other end?
2: Now, is this a trail that people can just? Like, like the Appalachian Trail where people hike and walk it or ride horses on it or bike it? There are portions
4: of the trail. Mo- most of the trail or a lot of it, um, people can go out and hike on it. I know like here in California, this is where I live, um, there's parts of the trail up through the Sierras. And people can actually hike portions of that trail. Um Some of the trail you can't quite get to, Uh, some of it does cross uh, private property, but there are so many sections that the public can get to and that is marked through a lot of the states. And some of it actually runs right along
2: some of our uh, highways and freeways and things like that. Wow. Is it well marked? I mean, would I just be like driving down the road and there'd be like a sign like historical marker here and you can pull over and see, oh, there's the Pony Express Trail.
4: There are historical markers along the trail. We are still actively marking the trail in all the states. Um, this is a continuous job and especially with Mother Nature. She sometimes takes out some of our signs. So (laughs) we go back in and replace them. And, um, but there are places I know, uh, there's a place in Nevada. It's called Shelbourne and it's got an awesome monument for the Pony Express.
0: Okay, so I got to ask you, you're in that part of the country right now. California's getting hammered with flooding and snow, unbelievable snow. And the Sierras, of course, has been hit with unbelievable snow. This ride isn't until June, but are you still going to have snow?
4: We most likely, yes. We will have snow still at the top, um, especially this year. So we will try to follow the historic trail as much as possible. it depends on how deep the snow is um, in June, what kind of heat waves we get before then and what uh, the runoff's like. So are you in an area
0: with the flooding right now or are you where you live?
4: Actually, I'm just outside of Sacramento and there's a little bit it's not too bad right now uh, for us uh, but I know some of our members have been socked in with the snow a little bit up the, up on the
2: mountains.
0: And uh, I'm seeing here, Jamie, that they have 750 riders that participate, right? And yeah. This, so that's, tell, yes. Yeah.
2: Tell us how the re-ride works and and what the significance of it is.
4: Okay, so the re-ride, we do an annual re-ride every year, and it takes place across all eight states. We start so for this year, for example, we start in Sacramento, and that's going to begin on June 7th and we have all the horses lined up, riders with all volunteers, and we have a mochila that has approximately eight to 900 letters in it. And we carry that mail 24 hours a day, um, no matter what the weather is, from California all the way to St. Joseph, Missouri. It takes us 10 days, just like it did in 1860. And um, we couldn't do it without all of our volunteers, and um, all of our support crew.
2: That's unbelievable. How do I get a letter on this in the the mochila? Okay, you can
4: order letters from our website. And our website is nationalponyexpress.org. And there is a link on there, and it says, order a letter, follow the ride. And you just have to have that order in by May 15th for a commemorative letter and what that is is it has a piece of history um about a station in in a vignette that's in the envelope it also has a special cancellation so once it is carried through all eight states and gets to its final destination in saint joseph this year then um It'll be stamped with a special cancellation, and then we hand it off to the U.S. Postal Service for
0: final delivery to everybody.
2: Hi, we we so need you, a
0: Horses in the Morning letter, Jamie.
2: I know, right? <laughs> we need to get on it. it.
0: I, I'm going to do well, that I, this year.
2: I want to ride it. How do you become a rider on the Pony Express?
4: So what you can do, again, on our website, that we have links to each one of our states, and you can contact the state and become a member of whatever state you would like, and you can talk to them. Some of the states have uh, different requirements for riders, but you can ask them how to become a rider, how to become a member. And um, then next year you can join us and help carry the mail and keep little
2: piece of history alive. Okay. That's really cool. I want to do that. Um, and, and (laughs) as far as like the, the riders, do they have a, they have a set place they're supposed to go. Do they gallop the whole time? Is it more of like a endurance ride where they trot along and how do they eat and sleep?
4: So it depends because we have so many riders. Um, it's like a relay. So uh, about 700, we'll have between 700 and 750 riders. They all have to
0: do two miles and they're done. (laughs) um we wish sometimes
4: um it depends on where you are uh if there's any circumstances that have happened because every now and then the mail gets a little behind in schedule so if it's a little behind and you're the next rider then you'll be running wait a
0: minute minute. the The mail's behind the schedule up for the last 140 years nothing's changed
4: it's <laughs> so true, things happen sometimes um and you know we have some of the some obstacles they didn't have back then, you know road construction, the cruise, things like that so um but you can go from you know like a a fast trot to an outright gallop, and you're just running. It depends on the terrain, depends on the horse, depends on where we are on our schedule. And when you get to the next person, you jump off, you pull the, pull the mochila off your horse, throw it on the next horse, that person jumps on and away they go.
2: Awesome. That sounds so fun. Well, and people can go to nationalponyexpress.org to look at it, participate. And I'm assuming you can figure out where they're going to be so you can watch somebody gallop by with the mochila.
4: Exactly. Um, we actually have the schedule on the on the website right now, and you can click on the different different states to drill down to what their schedule looks like. But also for anybody anywhere in the world, they can follow this ride while we do it. We have a map. so we do use a little bit of modern technology. We have a a, spa, a tracker in the mochila. And then we have a map on our website and that tracker pings like every five to 10 minutes and it tells us where like that horse was,
2: is. Just like it was at the beginning. You guys are not. Exactly. Know, yeah, exactly.
4: <laughs> so, so we track it and then that way the public can follow along and kind of take part and they can send questions and through our website and participate.
0: All right. I just I just printed out the letter to send in to get our letter on the ride. So I'm gonna do that. Yes, Perfect. Good. All right, all right, we're gonna do that. So horses in the morning will be part of history. Yes. I love it. All right. Sounds good. Well, thanks a lot for joining us. It's nationalponyexpress.org. If somebody wants to check it out, we appreciate you being on. Thank you so much. All right, And care. see
4: everybody in June. All
0: right, thanks a bunch. Bye bye. Okay, have a good day. Bye bye. Well, there you go. That sounds fun.
2: It does. It's pretty cool. It is. I mean, it's so funny. It's like so high tech. Like, we're going we're gonna to do this thing from the 1800s, but there's a GPS tracker in the bag.
0: <laughs> and do you, I mean, do you think that, I think the only, I think one of the reasons that this has become a thing, when it only happened for 18 months in art history, was movies. You know, there were a lot of Westerns that had the Pony Express in it. Yeah. So I kind of think that, you know, John Wayne helped that probably along the way. Well, you know, one of the teams that was involved in the Challenge of the Americas was the Purina team. So, the PhD equine nutritionists at Purina and Animal Nutrition tackle problems using science, and their love of horses keeps them at it until they get it right. Even with the most established feeds, they keep innovating. Even when it takes years of research, they don't stop until it's right. They are dedicated to the scientific method, but it can't capture the feeling of seeing a horse reach their full potential. It takes science and love to help your horses live their best life. Put the research to the test at horseinnovation.com. That's horseinnovation.com. And this event, the challenge of the Americas that we were at on Friday, who our next guests are going to talk about. Um had about five teams and one of them was sponsored by Purina. So, and this was for uh, benefiting uh, breast cancer. So it's kind of neat that Purina also gives back and, and does give money back to the industry as well as breast cancer in this case. So we appreciate Purina continuing their sponsorship of Horses in the Morning. And next up, we have Tigger from Biostar, one of our terrific sponsors and the Healthy Critter radio show. She's host of that for the last, I don't know, eight years, maybe? And, you know, I never had met her in person. She's been doing that show with us for eight years. I've been on the show with her. Jennifer does it uh, twice a month with them. And we had never met her in person, so it was kind of neat to meet her in person. And one of the riders on her team for the Challenge of the Americas is Lauren Chumley. Now, this, as I said earlier in the show, these were teams of six that did uh, musical quadrilles. uh, And they were long. These, These teams had to learn a lot. And, you know, considering that they're in competition season, right now down there, there. These are top riders in the dressage world having to learn the regular dressage tests and do them every week on their top horses and then come in and practice this. We're going to learn about how they did practice and how they made it happen. And the tests were probably six, seven, eight minutes long. So it was kind of cool. Let's get Tigger and the her, one of her riders, Lauren on. Well, Tigger, thanks so much for joining us this morning. And congratulations on winning on Friday. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. I got to tell you, uh, the chore- the choreography was wonderful. And all, of- all the teams did great. But you guys came in last. And... It just seemed like you were a notch above, and you took a big risk. I want to talk about this. You have a theme. So Mardi Gras was one of the teams had a theme of Mardi Gras, and they played Mardi Gras music and were dressed up in Mardi Gras outfits. Yeah. And then one of them was Greece. Um,
5: and no, that you, was an exhibition. That was an uh, exhibition. Okay. was an exhibition. But one then, of them was the Frankie Valley. That's lounge. Right.
0: Yeah. La- but then you chose something that I guarantee you 99% of the audience hadn't heard most of this music. You chose the 1920s. Did you, what, did you realize that was kind of a risk?
5: Yes. And I have, to, I, this, I have to bring Lauren in here because she posted on Facebook how skeptical she was at the beginning about the music. <laughs> and um, I, I totally adored that comment because, yeah, it was a big risk. And in the middle, you know, bef- I would say a couple of weeks before CODA, I started going, oh, shit.
0: Have I? Oops. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We've said that word.
2: Have no, I- no, you can't say that word <laughs> on this show. Glenn, you're going to have to edit that out.
5: <laughs> have I really missed the mark? Uh, I mean, I was, I was concerned. I, I was concerned. And then at dress rehearsal, my concerns went away because I realized. The difference that the 1920s music brought was so immense that it, it, it was a relief. If all the music sounded the same, it,
0: it would be boring. That's true. And you, th- those songs that you, but and the songs from the 1920s are very upbeat. So the yes. tempo was upbeat. Everything's upbeat about the music and, and actually the whole 1920s is called the Roaring Twenties for a reason, right? Exactly. So it, it kind of fit to doing what you did, but it seemed, and I have heard some of these songs before, where? I'm not sure. Probably on a cruise ship. Um, but <laughs> the only place I'd be old, where people old enough to... Listen to it. Okay, Um, watch it. (laughs) (laughs) So it seemed like you did something to the music to even make it more upbeat. Was that true?
5: No, I did not adjust the music at all. But the music had been re-recorded by contemporary artists. Ah. So all those songs written in the 1920s had kind of been upgraded by the contemporary artists who
0: re-recorded them. That makes a lot of sense. All right, so that makes sense then. And how much? I got to ask Lauren this, uh, Lauren. How much practice do you put into something like this? Because the test—I mean, I'm calling it a test—that you know, the actual event seemed long. It seemed like you guys that were out there for what seemed like ten minutes. It seemed it just a lot of movement.
6: <laughs> it's the longest Grand Prix of your life, um, <laughs> you know, because your Grand Prix test normally is like what five and a half, maybe six minutes. Yeah. And then you're out here. This is double that length and like just infinitely more complex in the choreography and the music. And plus there's five other people and horses in there with you. Yeah. Um, how much practice do we do? I, I mean, you know, figure can, can, Will back me up with this. I think we would do so much practice. I would still do more if we could. Yeah,
0: (laughs) but you guys like have a life and a showing season down there. This is the only thing you're doing. So
6: I have no life. No, actually, Um, but but we practice. You know, we practice a lot. And when we're not on the horses, you know, we listen to the music and we go over the choreography. And I was lucky enough; three of our quadrille members are including myself are working for me that we're here on this farm together. So we would talk about it when we were riding, we would listen to it together and it, you know, we'd go over the choreography like multiple times a week together. You know, we could ride parts of it independently on different horses just to make sure we, you know, really, really had it. Um, so we, we
5: practice
0: a lot. <laughs> well, and what, what uh, a lot of people might not realize is, Tigger, you have a little history with helping riders with freestyles.
5: Yes, I've been making freestyles since 1990. But let me tell you, making a quadrille is a whole different animal. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it for me, it's more fun. It's more creative. It's You can really expand dressage in a whole new way with quadrille that you just cannot do with freestyles.
0: And because you're dealing with some of the upper riders in the country doing it, you can do more. I mean, this is basically Grand Prix movements in a quadrille.
5: It's 100%. I mean, the technical requirements, because we're judged on technical in quadrille, are every Grand Prix movement except extended canter. And we're the only team that ever does Extended (laughs) Canada.
0: Which was exciting. You were definitely a fan favorite, too. You guys were definitely a fan (laughs) favorite. Lauren... I have to ask you because you're the only team that had two ponies. Now, so you see all these big warm bloods, and you expect to see that in dressage, right? And they all, to be honest to me, they all kind of look alike, the warm bloods. You know, don't <laughs> tell anybody I said that. Um, but then you had these two ponies, and, and sometimes the ponies were trailing, and sometimes you were leading. It was so cool to see ponies, and I think that helped with the fans too.
6: Those ponies are freaking awesome. Um, They're awesome. I I have had both those ponies in my program. I I started both of those ponies under saddle myself. Um, Jazz has been in my program since he was four, and he is 21 now. And Nicholas is 12, and he came over from Germany when he was two and a half. So it's it's really fun to have horses that can do the Grand Prix, but can also handle the atmosphere and the pressure and the crowd and the lights you know, of going in the international ring with, you know, the VIP tent and everyone's screaming their heads off, hopefully. (laughs) And, but in those ponies can go out there and they can just, I can clink stirrups with my assistant trainer who rides Jasmine. And they're, they're just, they're so good. Those ponies are so good at the quadrille and it's, it's just so much fun. And I can guarantee that we have the most fun of any rider to set foot in that ring all season. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well,
0: you, you, Jamie, she was riding. You, you were riding one of the German riding ponies. That twelve-year-old you talked about. Yeah. But your, your counterpart, your partner in the pony world, was a Morgan. Now. I, I got to say that I, you know, I drive Hackneys, so, I, you know, I get a little bit of attitude because they're Hackneys, um, Hackney Ponies. That Morgan started out pretty calm and cool and got more revved up as it went the whole time. <laughs> so I appreciated the Morgan because I've been there. That
6: <laughs> Morgan is 21 freaking years old, and he has no idea. He, he's, he's actually park bred, so he's, like, not supposed to be a dressage horse.
0: Oh, he looked he it by at the him. end. He was all puffed up. Yeah, I'm sure he did. <laughs> <laughs> he looked. He looked the part. Well, I congratulations, you guys. I think this is not your first time winning, is it, Tigger? I have won now four out of six times. Oh, there you go. All right. Well, there you are. <laughs> and it was funny mm-hmm. because everybody was watching. We were in the VIP tent, which there are hundreds of people there, and the stands were full. Uh, and a
5: thousand people.
0: There over you there. go. Watching a dressage show, basically. Yes. Yes. Um, I even enjoyed it. It was a dressage show. So there.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so watching that, everybody's kind of watching the other teams that go in. When, when Tigger, when you came on and you started, it was your voice at the beginning, everybody yes. went over to watch. It was like, oh, it's Tigger's team. So, you know, everybody knows. Well, congratulations to you guys. Uh, it was really a lot of fun. Taker, thank you so much for inviting Jennifer and I down. We really appreciate it. We had a blast. We, we had a great I time. I can't
5: believe how tall you guys are. <laughs> I felt like all of a sudden I was, a, I was
0: like a munchkin in, in, the, in the land of Oz. Jamie, when she shocked. first saw me, she gave me this funniest look. <laughs> and all I could think of was, do you remember what Boyd Martin said when he saw me for the first time years ago, Jamie? To- no,
2: but I want to tell you the first thing you ever said to me when you picked me up. Is at that the you were so short? You go well. Wow, you're a lot shorter than I thought well, you to be. Boyd <laughs> Martin
0: told t- Jamie when to, you don't remember this, and we were at a we were at a uh, Rolex, and he he we had been on the show many times, and he said to Jamie, "He's much older than I thought he was." <laughs> <so."> That's right. <laughs> So that's what I thought you were thinking, Tigger. uh...
5: No, I was going, oh, my
0: gosh, these people are so tall. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a lot of fun. I just want to say
5: one note about the ponies. The ponies, for me, are one of the most important elements in my quadrille. And they're important because they show the diversity. It's not just warm bloods that can do this. It's all kinds of breeds that can do this. And I think it's important for the sport – to step out of the warm blood box and show the other breeds and what they can do in this sport. So the ponies for me, essential.
0: Yay! <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that. And you're right. You are right. I mean, it, it did show that too. Uh, yeah. Did that very well. Thanks. Well, congratulations, guys. Appreciate it. Thank All you. right. Thanks, Glenn. All right. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. It was a lot of fun. It was fun to watch. Uh, If you're going to watch dressage, that's the way to do it, (laughs) is in a quadrille. You know, I think the only other quadrille I saw that was probably more impressive than that was the Canadian Mounties. And there's just nobody in the world that's going to do it as well as they do it. But it, it was a lot of fun. It was a good time. And Tigger did great with her choreography. And the 1920s really worked. It really did. That's cool. Well, we're going to do a post show. We're going to get to some question first world problems, which we aren't going to have time for here because uh, Jamie spent too much, way too much time crying in the beginning of the show. <laughs> so, so we're going to get to that in the post show. Thank you so much for joining us tomorrow on the show. We have the endurance episode. If Karen isn't too snowed in and still has power, we'll do that, and then we'll be back here on Wednesday. Thank you, everybody. Talk to you again soon.
2: Have a great day. Spay, neuter, and geld.
1: time for the Auditor Post Show. We want to remind you that this is not always safe for work or the kiddos. Thanks for hanging around for our nonsense.
0: Well, thanks for being here, auditors. We really appreciate it. Before we get to a question, First World Problems, I wanted to mention that I posted a map in the auditor room. If you haven't had a chance, scroll down and check it out. I'll put it up in announcements, too. Um, we kind of came up with a route for this year's road show Visiting Auditors. Uh, and it's a rough route. It's basically uh, is it the
2: Pony Express Trail.
0: Yeah, it's about as many miles. Uh, but it, it, we're not quite going as far as the entire West Coast because we determined this is a big country. And it's a long way from Florida to Washington State. So that's going to have to be its own trip where maybe we fly out and then rent an RV or something because it takes take us five days to get there and five days to get back. So we're going to be heading up to Wisconsin uh, through all the states you'll see in the map there. Then we're going to be going left and then into Utah and and, west or west. Yeah, we're going (laughs) left Uh, left, (laughs) and we're going to be hitting Utah and then Colorado and then heading back through Kansas and in Nebraska. So if you are along that route and would like to put us up, uh, the idea is that we stay at Listener Farms. And I know a lot of you were recommending campgrounds. The purpose for this is to get out and meet the listeners. And I know a lot of you are new since the last Roadshow. But basically, we just park at your farm. We bring our living quarters. We just need a, a plug um, and some water. That's all we really need. Uh, you don't need to have full hookups or anything, and we stay for a night or two and uh, meet your your ponies, and uh, if you can take Jennifer on a ride, it makes her w- actually want to do this trip, so that's that's terrific. I know we had some drivers type in, too, so maybe we'll get to do some driving, but it's meeting you guys, and, and along the way, also, we're hoping to see some national parks that we haven't seen before out there because it's so beautiful, but uh, we would love to meet as many of you as possible. Find that post and comment under it if you're anywhere near Uh, that route. I know we have a lot of Wisconsin listeners, so we're probably going to spend maybe a week in Wisconsin because we have so many listeners up there, and it's one state I really do want to see that I've never seen before. So um, check out that map, and uh, hopefully we'll get to see all of you that are along the route. We'll have meetups, and uh, we had meetups all along the route the last time, and it worked out pretty well. So we're hoping to do that again. Now it's time for some equestrian first world problems
1: it's time for the weekly look at your equestrian first world problems this ought to be good
0: okay are there any that aren't uh weather related
2: yes they understood the assignment i did have to i sort through the weather but i feel like people really started to understand the assignment today
0: wow it's only taken us 10 years We've gotten I mean, there.
2: I mean, there were some. Let me, <laughs> let me, yeah. I mean, winter is complaining about the weather and how cold it is and snowy and muddy. And then summer is like, oh my God, it's so hot. hot bugs. Yeah. Like
0: <laughs> every those year. Those are
2: not first world problems. Those are real problems.
0: <laughs> By the way, it is pouring down rain and thunderstorming here right now. So there you go. I'm complaining too.
2: That's okay. I was 80 here on Saturday and it's supposed to snow flurry right now. So oh, there you go. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> Um, okay, so the first one comes from Laura, and I I, I should have known better than to ask a follow-up question. But she wrote this. I am having the hardest time getting my chores done at my barn because there's a new baby to play with. <laughs> and dumb me, all of them just had a baby, you know. And I'm like, what kind of baby? Horse or human? Duh horse! Like of course, like nobody's playing with a human baby at a barn. Everybody's running away from it. (laughs) By the way, I don't have to talk about how to become an auditor because people listen to this already are auditors, so I'm just jumping right in, okay?
0: Yes. They're listening unless they're an auditor, hopefully.
2: Exactly. Rachel says, we finally had a nice enough weather to ride this weekend, but like I spent it building more fence for all of my horses. It's constant work. Uh, somebody asked me this weekend, they were like, oh, what'd you do all day? You know, And I was like, oh, I got all the horses ridden and I painted a room in my house and I organized a tack room." You know what? There's just no time for Netflix and chill if you have a farm. There just isn't. No. I mean, even if you just have a horse, like all your time goes to that. Um, Laurie says my... F-
0: By the way, about a month f- ago, I had to look that term up because I didn't know what it meant.
2: Netflix and chill? Mm-hmm um mine is the cl- uh, apparently there's two meanings i the one, the one i read head. was the dirty one yeah mine was i and i say it because i think of netflix and chill as like i turn on netflix and i chill yeah apparently, apparently that's
0: not what the the youngsters mean
2: you just reminded me of that i need to stop saying that <laughs> yes. because apparently it doesn't mean what i think no that means. it doesn't <laughs> see i just said it thinking it means what i think it means but it doesn't mean what i think it means
0: <laughs> sorry never mind I saw it on a reel. I was watching reels on Facebook one day, and I was like, "Well, what does that mean?" And <laughs> then I looked it up.
2: I thought it was very self-explanatory. You watch <laughs> Netflix and first sit down for the first time
0: and drink your wine, right? That's, and drink your yeah, wine yeah. and and chill. No, what I comes after and after that, I I guess is.
2: I have said that so many times. Just Chad was gone this weekend, and he was like, uh, what are you going to do tonight? I'm like, I'm going to Netflix and chill. Ooh. I know I'm not.
0: <laughs>
2: God, he must think it means the same thing I mean because he didn't even think anything of it.
0: God. He doesn't know what it means either.
2: <laughs> That's true. See, I need to watch my mouth. Sorry. <laughs> Lori says, my farrier always wants to trim my horses at 9 o'clock a.m. on Sunday morning. And this Sunday morning was the start of Daylight Savings Time. So it's like he came at (laughs) 8.
0: Lucky you have one.
2: I was going to say, like, my farrier would never come on a Sunday morning. So just be glad you have one that comes. Nicole says, my friend took her young OTTB on his first trail ride on Saturday. And I came along so my horse could be the steady, seasoned one. But of course, her horse was way better behaved than mine was.
0: Funny how that works. I've been that guy. Yeah. I've been that guy. Funny. am <laughs> so how that glad works. you
2: brought your young off the track thoroughbred to steady my fifteen year old warm blood. Uh
0: I can't tell you how many times we've gone out the trail and it's Nigel and Scooter is in the cart, and you know, it's usually Nigel that's the steady one leading the way. And the, uh, we've been out a few times. It's been Scooter that's been the steady one.
2: Yeah, I'll be I'll be riding with Farm Boy in the trail and I'll be like, Oh, I'm gonna need you to get in the front <laughs> usually if i'm on my andalusian who's like there's something in the woods i can't move um let's see alicia this is classic alicia I finally washed my car and i was admiring the rare instance of its sparkly cleanness and i parked close to the barn so i didn't have to walk that far And then the farmhand blew the barn aisle and it got my car all dusty.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Our cars right now are covered in an inch of pollen. Oh, yeah. (laughs) oh, It's just awful. Which reminds me, I have to call to get our truck detailed. It hasn't been detailed in like 10 years. I think it's time.
2: Yeah, I don't. My, My Beetle is like, it used to be fancy. (laughs)
0: It can be that. You just have to pay a couple hundred bucks to get it done.
2: Yeah, Yeah. I got money better spent. My horses need shoes. Mama needs new shoes for her horses. Jessica says, I had to decide between riding or going to the tax store's tent sale since the barn and the tax store are on opposite ends of town. I chose riding, but now that means I have to pay full price for the new helmet I wanted. (laughs) (sighs) That's a tough one. I mean... Is it riding your horse or not paying retail?
0: I gotta go not someplace retail. warm. I can't imagine there's a tent sale this time of Europe north. But maybe She's there in is. Florida. She's oh, in there Florida. you go. There.
2: <laughs> and she was going to ride my former uh, horse and hound horse. So uh-huh. she chose wisely. Gotcha. Um, yeah, you adapt horse for me, I remember. And I follow up. <laughs> Lisa says my one-year-old son is smitten by horses, but I have no clue what gear, helmet, vest, etc. to get him and I want him to be safe and maybe we'll have to get him that pony even if he adores my extremely child-loving OTTB who, by the way, is for sale, but like, maybe I shouldn't sell him because I, I don't want to break them apart <laughs> and maybe my OTTB can become the shell and pony he always tries to convince me he is. These are thoughts of a crazy <laughs> mom. Let me tell you something. I spent hundreds of dollars Buying breeches and boots and helmet. Give it some time.
0: Yeah, he grew. he'll out grow in realize. about two minutes anyway. So
2: my child loved my horses, and now he's nine, and he's like, yeah. "I'm like, you want to come down and ride?" He care like, less. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go play baseball in the yard with dad, because dad's the cool one. <laughs> did I tell you those little shitheads? Yes. Shithead, yes you they asked him yes, you uh, did. who he wanted to live yes, with. That was a different
0: that. post show, and let's not go there because that took a whole post show. So
2: <laughs> it was. It made Take me a mad. deep breath. They <laughs> chose Dad. <laughs> Paige says I drove up to a hunt in Pennsylvania from Virginia to fox hunt with Mr. Stewart's Cheshire Hounds, and Boyd Martin led the first flight. Third flight was trot, canter, and gallop, and then I had my first clay shooting lessons j- yesterday, and I'm completely exhausted, and I have to go to work today.
0: <laughs> I know you don't shoot guns very often. Have you ever done that, clay sh- shooting with the shotgun?
2: I shot. I did one time, and it hurt my shoulder so bad with the shotgun. Yeah. And I was like, I'm done.
0: Yeah, it is kind of fun, but you, you're right. If you will have, you will have a bruise.
2: I was watching Bridgerton, and they were throwing real birds in the air. I was like fly away.
0: Um, now that you're Charlotte, a bird owner.
2: <laughs> now then, you which we hear, did hear I'm earlier sorry. in the show. <laughs> uh, they're still going. Sorry, it's like morning. You take the little blanket off, and they're like. Uh. Um, Charlotte posted my beautiful mare. is gray, and she posted pictures of her gray mare, who's not gray. <laughs> that is brown, my friend. That is brown.
0: <laughs> is that, uh, that is that our Charlotte? Yes, yes. Yes. We got. We had dinner with her the other night. Hi, Charlotte.
2: Carrie says I have to find someone to hold my horse for the farrier since I'll be at the Virgin Islands all next week. Oh. <laughs> you better pay somebody. I'll be like, can you hold my horse for the farrier? i will be like, sure. Can you hold my horse as a farrier because I'm going to the Virgin Islands? Go f- fuck yourself! <laughs> like seriously. No. <laughs> Not for free. Pat says, I'm so happy that my gelding is finally losing his winter coat. But now he's covered in beggar weeds from head to tail. I don't know what a beggar weed is, but this looks annoying. This horse looks like uh, an Appaloosa. There are like seeds or weeds or stickers all over this horse's entire body. I'm trying to figure out what they are. I don't know what it is, but it sounds annoying. (laughs) Time to mow the pastures. Gwen says I got a beautiful dressage Oh, I know pr- what they
0: are. So, do you ever walk out in the ha, outside and uh, on your pants and your? Uh, we shoes, call them
2: tagalongs.
0: Those little that's green cool. things that stick, and it, even going through the wash, they'll still stick to your clothes. They're just little green things, and they're that's not okay. spiky. They just no, grab. They on. just stick. Yes.
2: Yeah, <laughs> tag, we call them tagalongs when I was little because they there just tag go. along
0: everywhere. Yep, that's right. Yep.
2: I got a beautiful dressage bridle for my new pony," says Gwen. "But it clashes with all my saddle pads, and I had to buy some boring black pads to go with it. And I can't find a matching teal pad, and my horse looks awful in white."
0: Y'all think way too much. <laughs> <You>
2: <laughs> it is a really pretty teal button. You really I, all do
0: think way too much. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean you can't wear teal with white. It just I don't know. Maybe you can. I'm just, you know, some maybe. Being some of, of you
0: must be hard. Just must be hard. It's
2: yeah, yeah, again, it's hard to be with us. <laughs> Try being us. Lisa says I'm going to an awesome working equitation clinic at the end of the month, but I have <sighs> Four amazing horses, and I can only take one.
0: <laughs> All right, she is now hated by three quarters that of this is audience. The
2: <laughs> ultimate equestrian personal yeah. problem. All right, three more. Faye says it is too. <laughs> Did you read these ahead? It is too cold this morning to apply my tack room sunscreen, but it's like too sunny to go without sunscreen. <laughs> It's such a first world problem. I can't even, can't even. <laughs> I mean, because your sunscreen sits in your tack room and it's cold on your face and your hands. You don't want your hands and your face cold. It's going to be all wet feeling. You walk aside, it's like air ball in your face. And then but it's like, you need the sunscreen, but you don't want, you know what? I have a solution. When Lucas was a baby and I had to give a bottle, we had these little bottle warmers and you'd like put the bottle in this little like water thing and it would just kind of like slowly heat it. We need those first tack room sunscreen. Oh, there you go. That's perfect. Problem solved. Jen says, I've had so much trouble picking out a barn color for my new horse. By the way, she adopted Beggar, who is at my house for further training. I'm so excited. I've had so much trouble picking out a barn color for my new horse because he's black and he looks fabulous in
0: everything. <laughs>
2: I was, I read that. I was like, why are you in trouble? He's black. They match everything. Oh, that's the problem. <laughs> Got it.
0: it. Has she ridden this horse yet? No. It's just she's that been at your house?
2: It's been at my house. He came for training. And then I was like, how has nobody adopted this horse yet? He's awesome. The, okay, here's a hint. If you see me post about a horse and I get it in training from horse and hound and I ride it the first day, adopt it because I have one here that it's been 10 days and I finally rode it. So there is a varying degree. I think that's the longest it's ever taken me actually um, to ride one that's been started in the past. Just, just really. But if I'm on them and ride them and I was riding this horse, I think we took him in the arena and cantered him around on like day two. I mean, it was ridiculous because there's all a system that I use and they have to get good at one system before they go to the next step and the next step and the next step. And this, her horse was like, Trail riding on day three, and I'm like, "Why has nobody adopted this horse?" And she's like, "I want him." Yes, perfect. (laughs) All right, finally, last Victor, the Victor with the winner, Rosemary, (laughs) bless her. Two weeks ago, I had to drag out my twelve foot ladder to go to the indoor arena to change a dead battery in a hard to reach clock. And now I've got to drag the ladder out all over again to adjust the time on the clock.
0: And on that note,
1: you made it through another post show. Thank you for all your support. Now go ride your horse.